Good evening, welcome back to another episode. This is your host, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on board. Um, Today we're going to talk about the sub-Sahara slave trade. Um, Many of us who have went to school, uh, we have never heard of it unless you study history or you major in history. You might heard of the sub-Sahara slave trade. The West, if you live in the West, you may not never heard of it because they only teach you the transatlantic slave trade, which is was was not true. They have no documentation to prove that. Um, like I told you guys before, like I said, even Dan Callery told you that the your history would tell the history would tell you in reverse, which means everything you have learned in school is a false. Uh, the sub saharan slave trade is a name used to refer to the intersection of slavery trade surrounding the Arab world and the Indian Ocean, mainly in the Western and Central Asia, Northern and Eastern Africa, India, and Europe. The barter occurred um, between the medieval era and the early 20th century. The trade was conducted throughout Throughout Africa, um, capturing slaves mostly in Central Africa, interior, Southern Africa, Eastern Europe, and um, the Caucasus Mountain in Central Asia. Now, during that trade, during the sub-Saharan slave trade, which they barely talk about, according to historians, 17 million people were sold into slavery on the coast of the Indian Ocean, Middle East, which is Northeast Africa, and North Africa, approximately 5 million African slaves were transported by Muslim slave traders via Red Sea, India, Indian Ocean, in the Sahara Desert to other parts of the world between the 1500 and 1900. Slavery began by the Arab slave trade. Um, so... It started in the ninth century. Uh, most of those um, slaves uh, were taken to Arabia, the Persian Gulf, India, Europe, colonies in Far East and Indian Ocean Islands, Ethiopia, and Somalia. So this is this is what they don't talk about. This slave trade started in the ninth century. So this had been going on for quite a while. For those of us who study history. This sub-Saharan slave trade has been going on for quite a while. So, there was like 1700, between the 1500 and the 1900. According to historians, 17 million people were, were, were sold into slavery onto the coast of the Indian Ocean, the Middle East, North Africa, and approximately 5 million African slaves were transported to, by Muslim slave traders via Red Sea, Indian Ocean, and the Sahara Desert to other parts of the world between the 1500 and 1900. Slaves began by the Arab slave traders from the southern to the east, eastern Africa where were sold in communitively large numbers to um, customers in Egypt, Arabia, the Persian Gulf, India, European colonies in the Far East, and the Indian Ocean Islands, Ethiopia, and Somalia. So this is the thing they don't talk about. I keep telling you guys, the slave, the transatlantic slave trade was a farce. It was not true. 
is a makeup story. Kunta Kente is a character. It's not real. For those of us who don't study the sub-Saharan slave trade, me, I've never heard of it until I was looking at, I was researching or something else. It pops up in the link and I look it up. So the sub-Saharan slave trade is very profound, is embedded into African society. A lot of Africans who study history know heard about that. I didn't even study it because the Arabs, they were very involved in that sub-Saharan slave trade and the Persian also. So you have a lot of people that was invited in. Mostly African kings and queens were selling Africans to other slave traders. Because like I said, that's what I'm telling people. That's why they don't care about you. When they come here, they come with this attitude that they're holding them down because they speak their language and they were the daishikis. What I'm saying is this. This is a, uh, uh, this is a slave trade they, they ignore. Most of us ignore that slave trade. We talk about the transatlantic which the European make that up because it doesn't make sense. Think about it for a minute. If you're going to transfer a slave from West Africa, mind you, back then there was no Panama Canal. So which means you have to go all the way down to South Africa, come to the east coast of Africa, all the way to the Middle East and to the Red Sea, then come back to Europe, then come back to the Caribbean island, then to America? Negro, please. That's not feasible. It cannot be done. Okay, this is just common freaking sense. This is why I keep telling you guys, this whole slave trade was a farce. It was not real. It was a makeup story. Because like Dan Callery said, shout out to Dan Callery. Shout out to Dan Callery on YouTube. Your history was told to you in reverse. I repeat, your, our history was told to us in reverse. Everything they have told us is a lie. From Lincoln to JFK to the slave trade, everything is a lie. So what I'm saying to you is that we as people of color, primarily Negro American, Caribbean American, we have to do the research on our own. That's how we elevate ourselves mentally and spiritually. Because that's how we're going to elevate our children, which is they are the future of this nation. So we have to educate ourselves for us to, have to, to get, a, get a better comprehension what took place in the past and what's going to happen in the future. That's why I see America right now, they're going through a transition. America now, she's coming to her, she have to release those documents. She have to be transparent with us because she's run out of trick. They can no longer lie to us anymore. All the lie they have done for centuries is coming to the surface. Even African, they cannot lie to us anymore. Like I told you guys, you cannot go by skin color. Because yes, we have copper skins. They're Hamites. I keep telling you, they're Hamites. They're not Shemites. They're Hamites. Africans are Hamites, according to biblical history. Furthermore, where was the African the whole time? How come they never sent a canoe, an army to come get you? If you are truly their people, I keep telling you, uh, you're, you're so simple-minded Negroes. You think Africa care about you? Africa don't give a damn about you. It's, it's, a tough, it's a tough pill to swallow because a lot of African countries now, what they're doing, they want tourism. So because they want tourism, so they were going to ask you to come back to whatever country it is, whether it's Ghana, Zimbabwe, Cote d'Ivoire, Senegal, you know, the list goes on and on at South Africa. And in South Africa right now, they have a lot of tribal 
war going on. They, you know, they don't like Nigerian over there. Nigerian getting the ass whoop over there. Every single day, Nigerian get the ass whoop in, in, in South Africa. So you telling us to go to Africa, Africa themselves, they don't get along. And they're in the same continent. And that's why you have to understand tribalism. You have to understand ethnicity. You have to understand religion. A lot, why you see Africa have not been successful primarily? It's not colonization. Yeah, you can say colonization is a part of it. That is true. Colonization is a part of that too. And you can tell, you know, coup d'etat and all that stuff. We get all that. But number one is religion. Number two is tribalism. I would say tribalism, number one, religion, number two. Those are the two factors that keep Africa so divided. Even us in America, I would say religion. I won't say, I won't say tribalism. I will say religion. But in Africa, it would be tribalism first and religion number two. Those are the two things that keep Africans so divisive. You look at South Africa and Nigeria one of the two biggest countries in Africa. But they don't get along. But meanwhile, those pin Africans like your boy, Dr. Umar, try to persuade you to go to Africa. You're like, wait a minute, Dr. Umar. Africans right now, they, they're not getting along. They don't get along. They haven't been getting along for centuries. So now you're going to force me to this family? It's like saying to you, you and your wife don't get along, Right? Then you're going to invite me for dinner or, or say, John, come spend the night with me or come spend a week. I'm like, Negro, I can't because you and your wife are cutting dogs. Y'all always fighting. So I'm going to come over your house and spend a night or spend a week in your house. I cannot because you guys are so divisive. It's the same criteria when it comes to Africa. I, Africa, by and large, they're so divisive. That tribal mindset... Is very detrimental to their growth. You say, what, actually, what Africa have done in the past 100 years? I'll wait. Not a damn thing, okay? It's hard to say this. What one thing Africa have done that really benefit the continent and benefit the world? Not a damn thing. The Negro American have done thousands of things that benefit the world. What they talk about music, art. They have done thousands of things that benefit the whole world in the past hundred plus years. Africa have not done it. If if I'm correct, correct me. You know I don't I don't like being. If I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. But I, I haven't seen one invention they have invented that surpassed the that surpassed that support the whole continent and the whole world. The sub-Saharan tra uh, slave trade is something that we have to understand. We have to research. Because a lot of Africans, they keep it under, under the wraps. And when they come to Africa, most Africans, they never heard of the transatlantic slave trade until they come to the States. Now, they probably heard of the sub-Saharan slave trade, but they never heard of this transatlantic. That's what I'm telling you. This whole thing is a farce. It's a lie. It's a makeup story. The Europeans, they like to use that narrative just to get your mind off and of America. If you were born and raised in America, you, what are you going to Africa for? I don't mind you going there for visiting or for business, but you don't have no... What, what's, what do you gain with moving to Africa? First of all, Africa don't have a DACA program. They don't have a land for you. They don't have land for you to, to build or to cultivate. They don't have high standard university. Whether you talk about agriculture, medicine, science, 
engineering. Name one African country that have those uh, universities where you can go study. That's why they send their children over here, Negro. Why do you think they send their children over here or to Europe to go study? Because they don't have that in Africa. They can have it, but it's so corrupted. I thought the leadership of Africa is bad. African leadership, it sucks. I told you guys before, African leadership is really bad. That's why they ship their children overseas to go study. And those Africans that come here, they come from a world bloodline. They come from middle, upper class family. They don't come from lower class. You might have some that come from the lower class, but majority of them that you interact in those universities, they come from middle, upper class families. And a lot of them come from world bloodline. And a lot of them be going to those universities like Oxford, Cambridge. They've been going to those universities for centuries now. So it's nothing new for them. But for your average Negro that come from the hood, that's brand new to you. But those Africans, they came from world bloodline. They've been going to those universities for centuries now. So don't try to compare yourself to them because we are different people. We have different lifestyle. And the sub-Saharan slave trade, the Arabs were very involved. The Persians were involved. The Africans themselves, they start this whole thing. The African kings and queens, they were trading um, the lower class Africans to other people. Especially during war, when they captivated uh, the, the concubines, they will sell them off to other people. You know, you, you guys like to put all the blame on the white men. White men didn't start the slavery. It was African that started slavery. Let's keep it real. It was African. It was not the white men. First of all, they don't even know the, the, the terrain. Africa is massive, okay? Africa, you can put Asia, the subcontinent India... In America, in Africa, there will still be space left. That's how big Africa is. So don't let nobody fool you, tell you that, oh, it was the, the slavery was stopped by the white men. No, that's a lie. Slavery was stopped by African kings and queens in Africa. They start this nonsense. They start the slavery thing. And the white men just copy them. You can journey come lately, just copy it and use it to his advantage. Because it was a com- it was a commodity to to sell people. First, they start selling you know elephant hucks and to gold and to ivory and all that stuff. Then they come to human trafficking. Then they start, they still have human tra- trafficking going on till today. Okay, whether well, it's coming from Asia, Russia, the United States, Africa, Brazil, the Caribbean islands, that's a global network. Human trafficking is real. You better get hip to it. It is real. So the subside trips of slave trade were primarily started by African kings and queens in Africa. The Arabs were a part of it because they was interchanging with the Africans. They were buying it. And that's how they make their money. And the European, they came in, they, they took over. They just copied because they, the, the subside, it started in the ninth century. So it's in African DNA. Slavery is, is in African DNA. They're used to that stuff. There's nothing new to them. That's why you see they cannot get along. When you watch Al Jazeera, you watch African News Network, whether you're watching news in Kenya, in Nigeria, in Zimbabwe, Cote d'Ivoire, South Africa, even South Africa right now, they're so divisive. They have a lot going on right now. A lot going on. With the land, with the Africans, 
There's a lot of things going on in Africa right now. And the Pan-African is, they're, they're projecting, the, they're, they're preaching this gospel of us to go back. When there's nothing, there's no plan set in place for us to go there. Because like I told you earlier, many African countries, the reason why they actually come to their country is for them to raise money for tourism. And you don't benefit from that, they benefit from it. If I go to Africa, I'm not going to benefit anything. Or that I might learn something. That's the only thing. But I'm not going to gain any money from it. It's that country I go to. They, they're the one that's going to get money from it, from my hotel stay, all that stuff. I'm not going to get anything from it. Just I might learn, I'm going to learn something about that country or that tribe when I get to Africa. But the whole notion about going to Africa, you guys got to be very careful with that. Because... Like I said before, the Americas. The, the Americas are so big, we, 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 we divide it in two continents. So you have North America and South America, two continents. That's how big we are. Then I'm not going to put the Caribbean island, <laughs> okay? America is huge. The Americas is huge. It's so big, and we are centered in the middle of the earth. That's how big we are. So Africa is the second biggest continent, not the biggest. So when you was in school, they didn't teach you about the sub-Saharan slave trade. Ask any Arabs, whether they come from Saudi Arabia, Iraq, they will tell you. They know about the sub-Saharan slave trade, but it's very taboo. They won't talk about it because it brings a lot of bad memories. Primarily for Africans, the lower-class Africans, and that's why a lot of them are still fighting, is that that history is still lingering around. That history is still lingering around. That's why they fight all the time every day of the week. And those Pan-Africans in America, they, they're preaching this nonsense of this gospel going back to Africa. Negro, please, I'm not going back. For what? To do what? When millions of Africans every year are living in Africa by the millions to come to the Americas. Or they go to Europe for a better life. That's why Africa is so poor. Bad leadership, tribalism. That's why Africa is so poor. Religion is another factor. You look at those pastors, they're rich. They're driving Roy's Roy, Bentley, Mercedes-Benz. They're wearing Omani suit, three-piece suit, custom-made suits, custom-made shoes. But meanwhile, they live in impoverished countries. Their parishioners are all poor. But they live in a lavish lifestyle. They live in a big mansion. They have security, 24-hour security. I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is crazy. And those are your people. You think they're not your people, okay? You have to know what takes place before for you to understand what's going on right now. As I said before, America is going through a transition right now. Africa is going through a transition right now. But don't let those aristocrat African come here, bamboozle you, this, oh, my brother, you're the same people. No, we're not. If they tell you that they're lying to you, they're not being transparent. We are not the same people. That's all I got to say about this topic. If you know anything about the sub-Saharan slave trade, I would like to hear from you, whether you're from Africa or you're from America. I would like to hear from you. This is your host, John Rosenberg. Take care. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.